0: Hello brothers and sisters, it is the Remnant Warrior here to tell you guys about another absolutely amazing way for you to get exclusive access to documentaries, audio and ebooks, and exclusive episodes of our brand new monthly subscription only podcast, with myself john and jeremy from by their fruits and a different special guest host each month and best of all you the subscribers get to vote and choose on the topic that we discuss in the episodes each month you get all of this as well as the same access To be almost 200 episodes, books, and documentaries that you already have access to for only $2.99 a month. Now we have a library of over 250 documentaries, eBooks, and audiobooks that we will be uploading to our subscriber only content each month you will not only get access to absolutely amazing content but you will also be helping this ministry to continue to spread the good news of the gospel of the kingdom to over 70 nations around the world that currently listen to the programs and Bible studies on Kingdom Productions Network. So guys, please pray about becoming a monthly subscriber. It's only $2.99 a month. That's less than a latte at Starbucks. So, I hope you guys will sincerely think about helping us out, and I love each and every one of you, may God bless you all, grace and peace. You are now listening to the place for biblical end times truth, the Remnant Report. Our lives even on un-
1: Hey everybody Sean here and I hope you're doing well today we're going to listen to and correct Isaiah and his video defending his false ministry with casting demons out of born-again believers
2: Alright guys, here we go. 25 counter arguments to those who say Christians can't have demons and deliverance is not for today. Here's
1: the first problem. Nobody that is speaking out against his false ministry is saying Christians can't have demons or that deliverance is not for today. Christians can and are influenced by demons and can go through deliverance. We are saying that Christians cannot have demons in their bodies that need to be cast out so please keep that in mind so number one if deliverance is not necessary
2: any longer where did all the demons go they were there when jesus was around did they leave when the apostles died this idea that deliverance is no longer needed or we don't need it now that we're saved and we have the blood of jesus and we can be christian they just demons automatically leave the question then i would ask is where did all the demons go Did the demons just magically disappear when the disciples died? Did the demons all leave
1: or are they still around? And if so, I think we should deal with them. So that's number one. Of course the demons are still around and they find other people to live in after they're cast out. And considering the greater majority of the world are not born again believers, there's lots of people to enter. And of course deliverance is needed, but deliverance for a believer is different than with a non-believer. Number two. If you believe
2: we should obey what Jesus told the disciples, or uh, let me rephrase that you believe that we should obey what Jesus told the disciples to do, except for when it comes to casting up demons, what else should we not obey that Jesus clearly said to do? So the counter argument is if you're saying we should obey everything jesus said to do why do you ignore the fact that jesus said to cast out demons
1: jesus said to cast out demons but he didn't say to cast out demons from born again believers nobody is implying what you're saying total straw man argument
2: counter argument number three jesus told the disciples in matthew 28 to teach them to obey everything i commanded of you did he not mean everything did he mean everything but casting out demons So if Jesus said, teach them to obey everything I've commanded of you,
1: was Jesus saying, teach them everything but casting out demons? Another straw man. Nobody is saying that. And once again, Jesus didn't say to cast out demons from believers. Counter
2: argument number four. Where does the Bible say demons leave when someone gets saved? That's that's a good counter argument. Where does the Bible say demons leave when someone gets saved? There's not one verse in the Bible that says, once you get saved, demons automatically leave. And that's the big argument when people say, Christians can't have demons.
1: Again, these are counter arguments. You give no Bible verse to support that a demon could stay in someone after they're born again. But 2 Corinthians 5 says that we are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Except Isaiah believes that those old demons stick around. We also have 1 John 5.18 that says a born-again believer is kept by God's power, and the evil one does not touch them. Yes, we can be influenced, but demons cannot enter a believer whose body is now considered the temple of the Holy Spirit. Counter-argument number five. If Christians can't have
2: demons, how can they have sickness, which the Bible makes clear can come from a demon? So in other words, how are you going to say a Christian could have cancer but they can't have a demon when oftentimes, throughout the Gospels Jesus linked sickness and demons in the same category they brought the sick and he healed them and cast demons out of them so you're telling me a Christian can't have demons but they can't have sickness people get sick Isaiah and not everything comes from demons counter argument number six if Christians can't have demons what is the point of casting out demons wouldn't you just get people saved and the demons automatically leave This idea that Christians can't have demons nullifies the idea of deliverance. Because if they can't have demons, just get them saved and you never need deliverance. So the idea Christians can't have demons nullifies deliverance ministry. It's a false doctrine.
1: People need to be saved because of our sin. And casting out a demon from a non-believer shows the power of God working through a believer and may be used to lead them to salvation. And once again, deliverance for a Christian is not casting demons out of them. We are told to submit ourselves to God and resist the devil and he will flee. We are not told anywhere in scripture to have fellow believers cast out demons from one another. Number seven,
2: counter argument. Why did Philip cast out demons in Acts 8 after they heeded his message? Shouldn't he have just led everyone to Christ and their demons would automatically leave? The idea is that He, Philip, casted out demons in Acts chapter 8 after they heard the message. So why wouldn't he just get them saved, they heed the message, and there would be no need for deliverance? Again, it's a false statement to say Christians can't have demons.
1: Isaiah is eisegeting scripture to support his false teaching. If we look at the passage in Acts, we see that Isaiah is implying that these people got saved and then had demons cast out of them. But it says nothing of the sort. It reads... And the crowds paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. This says that people saw him preaching and doing signs like healing and casting out demons, and because of this they paid attention. And even if it was a before and after situation, this passage simply says they paid attention, not that they were born again. Counter argument number eight. Do you know
2: any legitimate deliverance ministers that actually believe Christians can't have demons? Oh, that's a good one. Do you know any deliverance minister, just one deliverance minister? Again, these are arguments that you bring to people that are against deliverance for today or Christians having demons. So you ask them, name one deliverance minister that believes Christians can't have demons. I know a ton of deliverance ministers,
1: and not one of them believes that doctrine. What a ridiculous statement. All Christians believe that we can be influenced by demons, but it's only you phonies with deliverance ministries that are so-called casting out demons from Christians that believe we can have demons inside us. Number nine, can you show one
2: verse in all of the Bible that says a Christian can't have a demon? Just one. Just name one verse in all of scripture. Now you're not allowed to use 2 Corinthians 6.15 because that's about partnering with unbelievers and you can't use 1 Corinthians 6.19 because that's about sexual sin. Neither of them is about Christians having demons. That's what everyone defaults to that teaches this doctrine. And those are not in the Bible. There's no verse in all of scripture that says a Christian can't have a demon. I have a whole video on Christians having demons. If you want to watch that, how is it possible? I have a video, I'll link it down
1: below. And remember when he says have a demon, he's meaning have a demon in you that can be cast out. We already looked at 1 John 5, 18 that says the evil one can't touch a believer better question isaiah show us just one verse of a confirmed born-again believer that had a demon cast out you can't
2: number 10 paul says if you have anger you give place to the devil that's in ephesians four twenty seven. so the question is where does the devil go if you give him a place if a christian can't have a demon and you get angry and give a place for the devil
1: where does the demon go The devil doesn't have to go anywhere. Demons can influence you to sin. They hear you burst out an angry comment and just add fuel to the fire in hopes that you'll do something terrible. This verse doesn't say, don't get angry or the devil might enter you and you'll need him cast out. But that's what Isaiah wants you to believe. Counter-argument number 11. If Christians can't have demons,
2: how did Satan fill Ananias' heart in Acts chapter 5? after being filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 4. So if Satan could fill Ananias, who was a spirit-filled believer's heart, why can't
1: a demon fill a believer's heart? We have to remember that being filled can be material or symbolic. I filled the glass with water, or I was filled with joy. And when the word heart is used in the Bible, it doesn't always literally mean heart. It can also mean mind, character, inner self, will, intention. So when we read Acts 5, it's implying that Satan has filled his mind with this sinful idea to lie and Ananias unfortunately acted on it. It doesn't say that Satan entered his body and forced him to do this.
2: Counter-argument number 12. Satan entered Judas. So the question is, Judas was an apostle but not a Christian? Was he not a believer in Christ? Was he not an apostle? Did he not heal the sick and cast out demons? So we're bringing his authenticity into question by saying well satan entered judas but judas wasn't a real christian but he was an apostle so you can be an apostle and not be a christian you see where there's flaws there
1: yes judas was chosen to be an apostle because this fulfilled what had to be done in scripture but Judas was a thief and betrayer. There is not one verse that says he personally ever did a miracle or worshipped Jesus. And even if he was a believer, he was not indwelt with the Holy Spirit protecting him as we do today. Number 13.
2: Do you have one Bible instance where demons left when someone got saved? One instance one instance in the bible where a demon left somebody the moment they got saved not
1: having a scripture to prove this does not in turn prove your point to be true we return to 1 john 5 18 and that the evil one cannot touch a born-again believer better question for you is show me a verse where a person received the holy spirit and then continued to have a demon in them
2: uh question 14 counter-argument Do you have any scripture of how deliverance is not for born-again believers?
1: So is there anywhere in the entire Bible where deliverance is not for the born-again believer? Once again, just because there is no direct verse saying, a born-again believer does not need to have demons cast out, doesn't suddenly make the opposite true. Number 15,
2: if if deliverance isn't for believers wouldn't the demons come back seven times worse? We know the Bible says if a demon goes out, comes back and the house is swept but uh, not filled, the demon comes back seven times worse. So if Christians can't have demons and deliverance is for the unbelievers,
1: wouldn't the demons just come back seven times worse? This is perhaps the worst one. Deliverance is for unbelievers and that's why they need to be born again and indwelt by the Holy Spirit to protect them from demons returning with even more. If a born-again believer indwelt with the Holy Spirit can have demons cast out, then there's no protection from ever being fully rid of demons. All believers would have hundreds of demons. This one reason alone debunks this whole false deliverance ministry. Counter argument 16.
2: If you don't cast out demons from believers, who do you do deliverance on? I want you guys to ask that to every pastor and leader that came to you and said, Christians can't have demons. Ask them. Then who do you do deliverance on and a hundred percent of them do not do deliverance because no one that does genuine deliverance believes a christian can't have a demon
1: we cast out demons from non-believers it shows the power of god working through a believer this isn't difficult stop following these guys number 17 why do you think it's okay to pick and choose of which of
2: jesus commands we obey like to say we don't need deliverance today is to say you pick and choose the commands jesus said to do he commanded them in matthew 10 he commanded them in luke 10 and in mark 16 all believers will cast up demons and the disciples continue to do it so you're saying that you could pick and choose what commands to obey we could
1: obey some of them but not all of them isaiah knows he's full of nonsense and now he's just rewording the same things he's already said number 18. Why do you
2: not accept the testimony of Christians that say they were delivered after they were saved? If you say Christians can't have demons, you're saying the thousands and millions of Christians that have been delivered after salvation
1: are all telling a story and lying. The fact is that many people who think they are saved are not. I used to be one of them. And I believe the devil is having such a good time deceiving people in ministries like this. So an unsaved person that does have a demon goes to a demon casting service like yours and the demon leaves to give credibility to this false ministry. And then the demon just goes on to someone else and repeats this process to keep this deception flowing. Number 19,
2: can you give one verse showing how deliverance changed after Pentecost? So just one place in scripture
1: where deliverance is different after pentecost what are you even talking about deliverance is the same now as it was then and never was it about casting demons out of born-again believers counter argument number 20 when did the demons from your
2: unsaved life come out that's a good one when did the demons from your unsaved life come out since you believe christians can't have demons when did your demons leave from when you were unsaved
1: No, that's not a good one. That's ridiculous. You're implying that everyone had demons in them at one time. Our natural flesh is sinful and doesn't need much coaching to gratify self. Here's another interesting thing to consider. Back in Jesus' day, the population of the world was much smaller. But the same number of demons existed at that time that exists now with our huge population. So there probably were a lot more people that were actually physically affected with demons. But now, suddenly in the past hundred years, this ministry has started and demons are living inside millions of Christians around the world. Give me a break. Number 21. Can you show
2: in the Greek language the difference between oppressed and possessed? And I say that because people say, well, Christians could be oppressed but not possessed. In the Greek language, when it comes to demons, there's only one word, and it means demonized. There's no Greek word for oppressed or possessed when it comes to demons. So anytime you deal with demons in the New Testament— the word demonized is the only word to use. The idea of oppressed or possessed is an English made up term. It doesn't exist in scripture. Jesus never distinguished between oppressed or possessed and neither should we.
1: Now, I've heard this argument many times from people like Isaiah and even Remnant Radio and others that support this false ministry. So let's look at the Greek. Let's start with the demon-possessed man in Mark 5:18. We see it's this big word that means being possessed by demons. But if we look at Acts 10.38 in reference to those being oppressed by the devil, we see a totally different word. So no, it's not the same word. These guys are either lying or just ignorant to this. Number 22, can you show one place a demon was only on someone, but not in
2: someone? Did Jesus ever cast demons off of people? And the answer is no. There's nowhere in the Bible where a demon was on somebody, but not in them. And we say, oh, a Christian could have a demon on them, but not in them. But that's not scriptural. Demons are only in people.
1: I think you guys are the only ones I've ever heard say a demon can be on a believer, which is also nonsense.
2: Counter argument 23. Can you show one place in scripture that casting out demons was only for the apostles? I've heard this. Deliverance and casting out demons is only for the apostles. Well, Philip wasn't an apostle and he cast out demons in Acts chapter 8. So that's false but can you show one
1: place where this was only for the apostles? Finally, we agree on something, Isaiah, but this still doesn't support Christians having demons in them. Counter-argument number
2: 24, Mark 16 says, all who believe will cast out demons. Does that verse no longer apply to us? And if so, where does the Bible say that verse no longer applies?
1: Wow, two in a row that we agree with? Yet this, once again, doesn't support Christians having demons in them. Counter-argument 25, the only method in Scripture of getting demons
2: out of people was to cast them out. If we're not supposed to cast out demons, what is the method
1: according to Scripture to get demons out of people? And three times in a row, I agree. But it still doesn't mean we cast them out of Christians. Folks, this false ministry is leading many astray and should be avoided like the plague. Yes, we can be influenced by the enemy, but there is no scripture to support a born-again believer having a demon in them. Jesus told us that many would call him Lord on Judgment Day and claimed to have cast out demons in his name, but Jesus will tell these people to depart because he never knew them. These are unsaved people that think they are saved and will end up in hell. Please, repent and don't let yourself be one of those people. We're going to leave it here for today, but as always, feel free to leave your thoughts and comments below, and until next time, take care and God bless.